Our Friday conversation with Andrew Ferentz is brought to you by Dave'sTop5.com, an online directory of outstanding local businesses. If you're a local business, why use the yellow pages when you can be found on Dave'sTop5.com? And by Sullivan Brothers Toyota in Kingston and Sullivan Brothers Used Vehicle Outlet in Hanover. Andrew joins us on the AT&T hotline. Get it faster with 4G, AT&T, Rethink Possible. Good morning, Andy. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Doing it, great. It looks like you're catching Philadelphia at a pretty good time. Pronger done for the year. Giroux out indefinitely. And I guess Chara's coming back, I suppose. Uh, well, we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's uh, – uh, obviously, I actually talked to a few guys this morning about, uh, about Pronger, but – uh, you know, I feel bad for the guy. I uh, honestly, as, as much of, as a rival they are, um, you know, you don't want to see guys, uh, especially guys, uh, you know, that uh, have had the career that he has go down like that. But uh, uh, but hockey-wise, uh, you know, you got to be but got to be careful of uh, you know, like the wounded animals, the guys that uh, that have injuries. Uh, they have enough depth in their roster, obviously. Uh, um, you know, compete and, and compete hard. I guess it's one thing for the league to see the enforcers go down and get hurt and concussed and all that, but when your big stars like a Pronger and a Giroux and a Savard and a Crosby go out, is this a growing problem for the National Hockey League, keeping these guys healthy and somehow trying to minimize these these con- uh, concussion syndromes and situations? Uh, well, it's a problem for sure because, you know, your, your, your stars is what people want to see. And, and um, you know, regardless of uh, of that, you know, it is uh, at the bottom or at the end of the end of the day about the about the health of, of the guys, whether they be fighters or skilled guys or not. Um, you know, so sure, it's 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 a it's a big problem, and and uh, I think one of the things you're seeing now, especially this year more than ever, is, is uh, uh, the fact that guys. I think the stigma is gone from report, reporting. You know, uh, uh, if you're feeling a little woozy or if you're feeling like you have some of the symptoms. Um, I think guys are a lot more uh, are in past years were a lot more reluctant to you know kind of disclose that, mm-hmm. um, and I think you're also seeing the doctors and trainers, uh, you know, really covering their butts to make sure that they do everything uh, by the book. Um, you know, the last thing they want to do is is you know like like what happened in Pittsburgh is, is let a guy play after he had clear you know clear signs right. of, of a concussion. Is the solution ultimately going to be in equipment or rule enforcement? And the reason I ask that is Barry Melrose a couple of days ago came out and said uh, they should make a zero-tolerance policy. Any hit to the head, whether it's an inadvertent elbow or a shoulder, anytime somebody gets hit in the head, the guy who did the hitting needs to be suspended for a game or two. What do you think about that? A little, uh, little tough. Uh, well, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, there's no shortage of uh, opinions on what can be done. I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, you have to look, you know, what's causing the concussions. You know, sure, there's some of them are, are the big hits from the opposing players. Some are guys running into each other. Some are when guys hit each other and you know, hit their heads off the boards. And, and so there's many different ways you can get a concussion. So, you know, that, that might be, you know, part of a solution. Um, at the end of the day, the game is moving faster than it ever has, you know, so no matter what kind of equipment you have or, um, you know, what kind of rules you have in place? Uh, you know, we're flying around pretty good out there, and and anything going that speed when it comes to a sudden stop is is going to do some damage. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people I know up here in Canada talk about the rule changes after the lockout uh, and how much faster the game is and how much faster the forwards are moving with without interference or or you know you're not allowed to impede anybody on the forecheck and whatnot. So, um, I know they're looking into that as well, but. I, I don't think there's any one, any one great idea that can that can uh, 
uh, stop concussions or, or you know cut them in half. What 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 do you think the game would look like, Andrew, if they remo- tonight today they remove fighting completely, no fighting, like college, like the Olympics? What would it look like? Um. Well, I mean, would it be more violent? Would it be more violent? fights. <laughs> I mean, but you always have that what? threat of, of of frontier justice. Would it be more violent? I, I know in, in in the hockey East, for instance, they got a lot more penalties because guys are running at each other, hitting them, hitting. You know, boarding, whatever. Not afraid of the fight that may be around the corner. Would it look like that? Would it be even? Would it be even more seek and destroy on the part of of skaters who are just taking people out, not afraid to get hit, uh, get beaten up? Well, I think we got halfway there when we got rid of the instigator rule. Um, oh. You know, you got some of those players that were a lot more brave and in, in doing some of those uh, um, you know questionable plays because they didn't. Even in today's game, you don't feel like you really have to answer the bell if you, if you do something stupid. Um, uh, you know, we have a few guys like that in the league that will just turtle if they if they're challenged. Um, name you know, name name one or two. Halfway there on those, on on some of those aspects. <laughs> hey, were you were you surprised that McQuaid was just fined and not suspended? I know you're happy about it, but were you surprised? Um, well, I think definitely Lino coming back right away um, definitely helped his case. Um, but it was a, uh, yeah, I mean, it was for sure a penalty. Um, I think just uh, without the injury probably uh, helped out McQuaid a lot. Hey, is this a sign of how good you guys are or can be when you play a game like in Ottawa and you don't you don't dominate, you don't even outplay the opposition, and you win and win easily? Is that a sign that you guys have it all going on, or just maybe that you just have a really really good goaltender? I mean. To get outshot and and outplayed, I think the way you were, and still win easily. Well, I, I don't know. The thing I like about our team is is that we can win some of those games, um, yeah. and and still be fairly honest with ourselves. I don't think anybody is uh, is that excited with our last few games about uh, you know the quality of play. Um, yeah, I don't think we're you know by any means getting dominated, or, or even some of the shot totals have been a little out of whack. I mean, there's been a lot of shots. Uh, but but uh, you know, there's a lot of teams I think that you, that would be happy with just getting the win and 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 kind of going merrily about their business. But uh, you know, it's uh, the feeling in our room is almost like it was after a loss that we have more to, more to learn from this game than uh, than we do from some of our losses. Um, so it, I like that about our team is that you know we have the talent, we have the work, and we're able to win those kind of games. But we also um, you know have a real strong push for for improving our game. And, and that's, uh, I think that's what you really need, especially uh, you know on the mid midpoint of the season. Andy, uh, there's a 46 to 21 edge in the third period scoring in the Bruins' favor. That is the best ratio in the league. Is that killer instinct? Dissect and analyze that for us. Why does it happen? What do you call it? Well, we break down teams um, without a doubt. You know, when we're going good, uh, our, our forecheck and and. Uh, um, just our, our physical game that like wears teams down and, and the speed that we play the game at, um, you know, on, uh, you know, on turnovers and on, on uh, the regroups, you know, going from defending to attacking, we do it as fast as anybody in the league. And, and that just catches up with teams. There's certain teams that can, that can skate with you and, mm-hmm. and last with you for, you know, a period or two. But, you know, when we're going good, it, it, there's not too many that can, that can stick with us through a whole game. So, um, you know, we we play a, a really good system and and we play it fairly consistently, or consistently through all third, all three periods, because we know that 
um, you know, we know that a lot of teams don't have the endurance to, to stick with us. Tyler scored 11 goals in his first 15 games. He's had, I believe, just two in the last 14. Is he getting away from the physical play and the grinding kind of play that got him all those goals early on and getting more finesse like he was as a rookie? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> really not sure. It, uh, you know, I, I, I was completely unaware of his, his goal totals. Uh, um, you know, I really don't pay a ton of attention to what, you know, my teammates are doing up front. Um, so I don't know if I can even really give you a good answer on that. Well, maybe the, uh, the fact that he scored 11 and 15, people paying a little more attention to him, that might have something to do with it as well. Well, yeah, he's definitely not sneaking up on anybody. Yeah. I mean, he, he, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's going to be listed as one of our top fours when, when teams are getting ready for us. And, and so, um, there's no free rides, that's for sure. And, and I think, uh, um, if anything, at the start of the year, you know, one of the things about a young guy like that is you think you can kind of push him around and, and be a little physical with him uh, to throw him off his game. And, uh, you know, he, he fought through that, you know, very well at, at the uh, at the start of the year. And, uh, you know, so I think now teams are probably more just traditionally playing him uh, uh, instead of just trying to bully him. Uh, final question, Andrew. Do you, do you like the uh, occasional 1 o'clock matinee, or does that screw up your entire routine? Uh, I do occasional ones, all right, uh, as long as it's not too uh, not as long as not too many in a row. Uh, the ones uh, that are a little tougher, the back-to-back uh, matinees, uh, we've had a couple of those in past years uh, that aren't too great, but once in a while it's all right. Good luck uh, tomorrow in Philadelphia, and Merry Christmas if we don't talk to you between now and then. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Andrew Ferrance with Dennison Callahan brought to you by Dave'sTop5.com, an online directory of outstanding local businesses. If you're a local business, why use the yellow pages when you can be found on Dave'sTop5.com? And... By Sullivan Brothers Toyota in Kingston and Sullivan Brothers Used Vehicle Outlets in Hanover. Dennison Callahan, we'll be right back.